0: Hi, and thanks for tuning into the Bacon Warrior Podcast. On today's episode, we do some Big Ten yearbook superlatives before breaking down every game on this weekend's schedule. Brett could not be with us today, so we are joined by Carter and Mitch. Thanks so much for them to f- for filling in. Here's Spartan Dog 97. Thanks, Spartan Dog 97. When I'm not working myself into a conspiracy nut of anxiety over this weekend's football game, I'm Spartan Dog 97. Brett couldn't be with us tonight. In his place, we have co host of Bacon Warriors Best Bets, Mitch Sturr, and friend of the pod, Carter Landis, is back with us. Guys, what's going on?
1: What's up? I just had a, a two hour uh Zoom call for professional development for, for work today. So um, I'm I'm yeah. tired.
0: And you volunteered to hop right back on Zoom. You're a soldier. Uh, yeah, hey got yeah, gotta, gotta,
1: gotta do it for the boys. Uh
2: I'm Lucas just
0: I'm just, go ahead. Yeah. What do you what are you up to? Uh I'm
2: in quarantine. Um for no no one knows, so if you're listening or not. my wife uh contracted the the China flu, you know, the, the Wuhan flu. No, she she tested positive, but um, we're all good. Everyone's – she's as healthy. as She can be right now. I'm good. I'm waiting on my test results. That was like the worst 10 seconds ever. I think the loser of our fantasy football league should have to do that for 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> I think your wife would have something well, to the say loser about the worst the, 10 seconds. The loser ever. of
0: our fantasy football oh. league is going to be me, so yeah. I – I, oh, croaked, yeah. I, I think
1: I think your wife might have something to say about the worst ten seconds, but
0: yeah, yeah, that was that was good, <laughs> folks. Would it be yeah. would it be on Would it be on toward of to me to do the Borat voice right now?
1: Uh, Borat two this weekend.
0: We're oh yeah,
2: we, we're watching Borat this week because I can't wait for Borat two. I know it's not going to be as good as the first one, but I'm I'm ready for it. I think I think we need to laugh at the shit some a little bit, so I'm I'm ready to laugh. All right. Folks,
0: in the words of our friend and future father, Matt Sheehan, Big Ten football is back. Back, It's back. We're back. It's back, baby. It's back. We're back. It's all good. No more reviewing movies on here. No more stupid countdowns. Sports! Right now, it's all football, all the time. But, of course, we have to start – with our customary three minutes on the Detroit Lions. So here we go. Three minutes on the clock. I said this in a tweet yesterday, but it's worth repeating here. Tanking does exist in the NFL. I think we can all agree that teams tank all the time in the NFL. But tanking only works if your front office is on board with it. And if your front office has been told by ownership to compete for playoff contention to keep their jobs, they're not going to tank. So these Lions fans who keep expecting them to lose, 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 so we have a shot at Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance, it's just not going to happen. This team is too talented at the at some skill positions to, to lose games to bad teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have a stretch of teams coming up right now who are just as bad or worse than they are. And, you know, fellas, we could be talking in a few weeks and the Lions could realistically be 500 or above 500. Yeah.
1: Quintricia's going to win six games and be like, "Look, we did better."
0: Yeah, see?
2: we uh, increased our wins by three. By three, we doubled our wins from yeah. twenty nineteen in the middle of a pandemic. Give me another year. Yeah. No, no. I let's see. They got the... okay. We'll go quick by quick schedule. Falcons this week.
0: They're losing I'd say, that game.
1: I I'd, I'd say I'd yeah I, I mean I'd say W, but we just saw what the Falcons did to Maga Cousins last week. So,
0: Colts, they're losing
2: that game. Loss. Yeah. Vikings. I think they're going to beat the Vikings. I really. Yeah, do. they're for sure going to beat the Vikings. The Vikings are just a complete dumpster fire running down the running down the street. Maggie Cousins Washington. going down. Washington's fa- a sleepwalk victory.
1: Yeah, MAGA Cousins going down faster than Donald Trump's poll numbers.
0: I mean, the scenario, Ew. the the schedule for the Lions right now sets up a Patricia firing, but a Quinn retention, and that's the worst yeah. case scenario in all of this. Yeah, that's what's going to
1: happen. <laughs> yeah, because then he gets to hire a second coach, and he fucked up the first time. So, like, who he? And uh, I think it was you doomsday scenario for you is Soleil and not because Soleil is going to be bad. I think he deserves a shot somewhere. No, it's going to be,
0: it's, we brought hometown hero. Right. It's the narrative. It's the narrative that makes the most sense for the lines to make. Right. And I said this yesterday too, that, No one's going to want to take a job where you're picking outside the top 10 and the organization is in desperate need of retooling. And that's our three minutes on the Detroit Lions. Talk to you next week. (laughs) Let's get into it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start off by doing an idea that I came up with. We're going to do Big Ten Yearbook Superlatives. So I came up with seven superlatives. I tweaked a couple to kind of fit the kind of fit the subject we're talking about here. And then we're going to cut, we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back and then we're going to break down every single game on the schedule this weekend and give our predictions. And I'm sure the gambling pod will get more in depth with it on Thursday or Friday. It's released on Friday, but let's fucking go. Let's go. So I mentioned Matt earlier. Um, he couldn't be with us right now, um, even though he wanted to, because he's about to become a father. You know, he's putting waiting in the hospital above podcasting. So, whatever. George. Yeah. Dan.
2: Congratulations in advance to Matt
0: and yep. uh,
1: shout out, shout out to Sheehan. Yep. Uh,
0: congrats, Congrats on the, congrats on the sex. Yeah. I can't wait to have sex up him, about Sheehan. Yeah. So, here's so he did. I did send him the superlatives, and he did send them to me ahead of time. So I'm going to try to do the shittiest Sheehan impression possible and read them out loud. So we'll, go, we'll start it off first with a classic yearbook superlative, most likely to succeed. And Lucas, I want to start with you.
2: Um, it's the cookie cutter response, but um, I'm going with Ohio State. I think it's the obvious answer. And- I couldn't – you know, I was thinking about these all day when I was just sitting here on my ass. And I'm not going to put Michigan because I I don't believe in them. It's Ohio State. Plain and simple.
3: Carter, what about you? I agree with the Ohio State pick, but I'm going to single out somebody, and that's Justin Fields. I think this guy's in for a big year, even bigger than the year he had before. He's got one year. Of the Ryan Day system under his belt, now he's about to have another one, and he's about to get himself a top ten pick in the NFL draft. I'm hoping my Falcons are in contention to get him. I'd really love to have Justin Field.
0: Yeah, that's you know I I I made up this one. Hopefully, there would be a little more variety in mind. Um, obviously, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Um, it's still fun. To,
2: it's still a different way to, to talk about the new season.
0: Yeah, I went with some out there hipster picks because you know I'm the guy who wears blue light glasses when he has prescription contacts, so it is what it is. Mitch, uh,
1: well I'm going to be boring. Um, Ryan Day. I, I mean, you, you told us we could pick player, coach, team, so I, I I'm going with Ryan Day. Uh, it you know he he wanted football back. They're they they had everyone push the players everyone pushing to get back because he knows he has a championship caliber team yep. i mean there's you know there's three teams in the country i would say probably that can compete for a championship this year and that's alabama clemson ohio state you no know, like whoever that fourth team is in the playoff is going to get obliterated like they do most years notre um, dame yeah, uh no the Name will get shit kicked by any any of those. So it doesn't matter. Um sorry Ryan Day. Uh he got his wish, he got football back, he did it early enough where they can make a playoff push, he's probably gonna get almost everything he wants. I don't know that he actually wins the title, but
2: I mean if, if, oh, if he's MSU hang- had a national ti- if they if MSU had a national contender, I'd probably be right there with Ryan Day, even though yeah. it's not the kind of PC or you know the Health and safety: correct way to think.
1: And he's going to hang a hundred on Harbaugh.
0: Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) So, um, I'll read off Sheehan's, and then I'll do, and then I'll do mine. So, Sheehan's most likely to succeed is Ohio State, but not the team. Their false positive test. Nothing is going to keep this team down this year. (laughs) 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 Uh, Shout out Nick Saban. (laughs) That's awesome. <laughs> it, he uh, Miss Terry got a lot of COVID tests this week. <laughs> <laughs> Every other one. Uh, my most likely to succeed is Brashad Perryman. Uh, this is a guy wide receiver from Minnesota. He mm-hmm. he opted out. He was going to go to the draft. He's one of the top wide receiver prospects in this year's this in his class. And when the big came back, he decided to opt back in. And I think that's, that's a decision that's going to pay off for him. Um, Minnesota Statement. is pies to do some big things this year uh, under P.J. Fleck. You know, year three, he's going to have the boat rowing. And I think we're going to see just how good this team is. They got an early test, as I'm sure we'll talk about later, um, under the bright lights. You know, I know there's going to be no fans there, but going
2: it's going to be a fun still,
0: game. yeah. It's still going to be a fun game, and you know, I can't wait to see what this Minnesota team does in the Big Ten West.
1: Didn't Bateman do that too? Didn't he opt out and then opt back in? Their other yes. top wide receiver. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. So, class clown. Um, there's a few obvious picks here, uh, but I want to see how everyone however one picks, uh, Lucas,
2: mine, class clown.
0: Mine is a derogatory class clown, like you're a fucking
2: clown, Nebraska, because oh. you, you went and bitched the whole fucking off season, and you got your wish, but guess what? You're going to get your shit absolutely kicked in this pretty much the entire season, and yeah. it would have been great if they put Ohio State Nebraska on the ABC Saturday night game just so everyone possible could see it happen but this is a derogatory class clown i went i know it's supposed to be like a fun class clown but it's nebraska it stood out right away to me
1: no that's a that's a good, that's a really good one i wasn't even thinking nebraska but yeah they i, I can't just, wait to watch them go 2, and two and 6
2: a, scott Fox put up a complete hissy fit yeah and yeah. he
0: got his wish but it's not going to go well for him
1: 2 and 6 2 and 7 would be hilarious
0: <laughs> yeah um Having having Nebraska play Ohio State, Wisconsin and Penn State in the first four weeks of the season is Kevin Warren. Is so good. It's yeah. so good. And you know, like they can claim that like it's just how the schedule schedule shook out or whatever. But it's it's so damn good. It's so funny. All right, Carter, you're a class clown for this year.
3: I wanna comment on that uh before I say mine because like I mean, they can say, oh, that's just how the schedule shook out. We had to play in front of us. They're, they're going to flip-flop it either way. It's either going to be that or it's going to be, oh, the Big Ten totally screwed us on purpose. Yeah, as they should have. You guys suck. We should go back to the Big 12. Yeah, you should. You should. Sh- nobody you would, should. Uh, you're not nobody Amer- would even you're not in the
0: American much. Association of Universities. You're the only Big Ten school who's not in there. Get the fuck out.
1: Well, bye.
3: Okay.
0: My, uh, my class con, I
3: actually interpreted it literally like, who's like a, an actually funny person. And I put Elijah Collins, and this is just based off my knowledge that I had him in a class last year. And he did a presentation with his group. And he was just laughing the whole time about like, making like banning vaping or something. And he was just reading off his card, not giving a crap, just laughing his head off. And I thought that was hilarious. And his, you know, I follow him on Instagram and everything too. He's like, uses memes and stuff. He is joking all the time. I think that He's a funny guy. Also, he's in for a big season where he will get up 1,000 yards this year. Good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mitch, you're a class clown.
1: The University of Butkers. I mean, their name says it all. Um, they're a joke of a school. Their claim to fame is the birthplace of college football. Well, I mean, yeah, when you, you played, you know, five guys from the local high school or whatever, you, you know, it's not that impressive ruckers sucks i don't care if greg shiana is there um they still go you know like one and seven oh and eight and i can't wait for the mel tucker tucker era era to start off on a w
0: oh god i hope so w um, you know i love early college football like going back and seeing like who those like early michigan teams right or those early like you know the Harvard Jail games that ended like two nothing, <laughs> like <laughs> or like that Georgia Tech game that ended like one hundred and twenty two to zero. Yeah, after <laughs> just like just a uh, fucking how, man. It's.
1: Well, what was it? Clemson beat them, what, 77 or 70, 70 something to three or zero? 73
2: to, to seven.
0: I was watching uh, Okay.
1: It. So, a hundred years ago, they beat them 70. A hundred years ago to the day, they beat them 70 something to, to zero.
0: Yeah. Like, I was watching game day when they brought that up. And Georgia Tech responded to that loss by stealing John Heisman from Clemson. <laughs> like, that Heisman, like the Heisman trophy. Yeah. So... Like, is Dabo Georgia Tech bound now? Is that, is that how it's going to go? <laughs> I mean, Neil, like we've said before, Dabo's not going anywhere except Bama. But no, you know, Dabo's what? not going to go anywhere where he can't have a cult, where he can't have an active cult going. So that's not, you know, anywhere anywhere outside little old Clemson or Tuscaloosa is not going to work out well. <laughs> All right, so – uh, Matt's class clown is whatever the final score of Ohio State Nebraska is wins. Um, my dog is going nuts. Uh, sorry. Uh, whatever the final score of Ohio State Nebraska is wins class clown. The laugh after a 63-10 to 10 game when the Huskers cried and nearly sued over not playing will be tremendous.
3: That's hilarious. That was the final score prediction I had for that game too.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm a, I'm not giving
2: Nebraska double digits until I see them do it. Like I think it's gonna be like fifty-six to
0: seven. It's gonna be absolutely ugly. The question isn't what the final score is gonna be. The question is gonna be when does Justin Fields sit down because it's no longer it no longer makes sense for him to continue playing.
1: Halfway through the second quarter.
0: Yep. I imagine I imagine he's gonna get the obligatory first drive in the third quarter and then sit out
1: yeah right. probably.
0: Uh, but who knows? Maybe it could. They'll get uh, it to like forty nine to seven, and then he's done.. Yeah. My class clown is Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, he Ooh. He is returning one of the worst offenses in college football. Um, he catches absolutely no flack for being awful. And then when he manages to scrape together eight wins somehow, he, he's like an automatic qualifier for coach of the year. I do not get it. He's <laughs> going to fail this year. And it just, it speaks to how ridiculous it is that Northwestern athletics like continues to exist when Pat Fitzgerald has like, has done this consistently and is never like once his seat has never even gotten a little, has gotten warm.
1: They, they have obviously some built-in disadvantages. They're the only big 10 school with actually raised academic standards for their athletes. Um, as much as Michigan likes to claim that they do. Um, (laughs) uh, you know, general
0: studies, baby.
1: Chicago is East Lansing West, you know, like Chicago, Ohio State, um, Michigan State, Michigan, Notre Dame, like, are going to go in and take who they want. So I see why he gets a little leeway. But, I mean, you know, he made it to Indy before Jim Harbaugh, so.
0: That's fair. And uh, that that East Lansing West comment made me think of that ex- an excellent tweet from uh, at Lansing Facts last year after Michigan State blew the 28-3 lead to Illinois. Uh, that said, I thought the only thing we lost to Illinois were recent graduates. So that <laughs> no, was good. That fucking game. Oh, All right. Most all right. changed. So this is a program that is going to look completely different from it than the year before. Um, there's an obvious answer here for all five of us. Yep. Um, Sheehan did not go that route. I did not go that route. I did. I'm sure you did MSU.
1: Um,
0: yeah. All right. Do the three of you just have MSU? Yeah, right. I do.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So let's, let's just collectively talk about MSU now and then we'll get into mine and okay. Um Obviously MSU is going to look different. They have a brand new coaching staff, but obviously there are some questions about how much they were able to get done. Uh, they had done most of the install over zoom And then they had to stop for two weeks in the middle of their off-season program to quarantine because of a COVID outbreak. Um, Now it looks like full steam ahead. Uh, What do you expect? What do you expect out of, out of this Michigan state team when they step onto the field on Saturday against Rutgers and don't, and don't give me like no short side jet sweeps.
1: No. Uh, Th- you want it, want to go in the same order? Let Lucas go first. The- yeah, yeah, so I we'll think do it's, that.
2: I think it's going to be very vanilla. Like we're not going to see the tricks until Michigan, if that. Um, but I'm really curious to see. Here's what I'll just say: What I want to see, I want to see the offensive line. I want to see. I know Kapovich hasn't Kapovich hasn't gotten the time he needs to mold this little you know shape this clay shape this clay. But I'm really curious to see how the OL is. And even if it's just, like, a little better than last year, like, you know, if Will comes out with one of his breakdowns that make a big, dumb brain like mine sound smart when I talk about it, like, I want to see the lines, see how they build. Like, I'm really – Kaplovich and Scotty Hazelton are the two that I want to see. And I can't wait to see this defense. Like, Hazleton's so hyped and regarded by – you know, he, he might get NFL calls if he if he does well at MSU from what people have been saying. So those are my two biggest things that I can't wait to see. And I just want to see improvement. Even if it's just like one or two areas every week, they don't have to win in my mind. I just want to see them competing.
3: Yeah. I agree on that point. Um, I agree that I don't think we'll see, you know, the the – the full, the full show of, of the offense. But I, you know, I think it'll be a little bit dumbed down for Rutgers and that's perfectly okay. I think that's, yeah. you know, a safe smart yeah. bet, a safe enough bet that whatever he's using out there is going to work against Rutgers. But um I'm, I mean, I'm hoping for some new dynamic offense. I think that is what's going to come, you know, Mark D'Antonio the past like three years, we all had to suffer through that stale like pre-1950s offense and just run heavy that just drove us nuts of you know just handing it straight up the middle having you running back like 10 yards off and just handing it straight up the middle with no offensive line push so we get stuffed, and you know this is just these very bland you know wide receiver routes that whether it's Dave Warner or freaking Brad Salem, like drew up. And it was just absolute torture to all of us. We all wanted to gouge our eyes out watching Michigan State offense, just Michigan State football in general last year. <laughs> I'm hoping this year with new, you know, with new, young, energetic, you know, analytics driven staff that we can actually see something that will be worth watching on Saturdays.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the thing I'm most excited for is analytics aren't everything right. Like I think even billy bean would would agree with us, considering that he's now a part of the Boston Red sox organization um and you know that this team knows their football, you know they took an anemic Colorado squad and you know got them on the verge of bull eligibility last year you know that's no that's no small feat, and you know the the talent ceiling is much higher here, you know D'Antonio by, by all accounts, you know, Justin didn't come right out and say this when we talked to him, but there's a feeling amongst, amongst people in the know that D'Antonio basically took the last two years off on the trail. Um, he didn't Absolutely. go as hard. He went for layups. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't try to win battles with anybody. And, you know, now that we have a staff who has not only the energy to go out and, and compete and recruit and win these battles, but the, the bankroll and the staff behind them to do so, I think that's going to be a massive upgrade, you know, regardless of what happens on the field this year.
2: I, uh, I just want to chime in with that recruiting part. I think it's more than obvious that what happened with that 2016 all-star class scared the shit out of him from ever getting close to going after five stars again.
3: And
1: he just hunkered down and rode yep. the wave. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm. Yeah. I'll touch on some of the stuff that we've already touched on. Offensive line. Uh, obviously, I, I want to see them improve. Um. I think. Uh. We finally have an offensive line across the board where everyone's over 300 pounds. Um. We haven't had that. We haven't had that in a few years. Um. Uh. In my opinion, uh, while one of our most seasoned offensive linemen he's also one of our worst Jordan Reed is sitting out so uh I I think uh uh, I'm excited to see what Spencer Brown brings to the table um I think uh our running game will be better it won't be so much you know run into a massive pile of people we'll try and you know use Eli Collins out of the backfield more same with um oh god who tried to uh, transfer last year and then didn't
3: Hayward was it was it in the Hayward Hayward Hayward
1: Hayward Hayward Hayward, Hayward. Oh, yeah. Hayward was going to transfer and then he didn't like he, he's not really a running back but uh I think he's got good hands and he's good at blocking situations so like seeing Hayward get more pass touches um you know will be good um I think we'll see all three quarterbacks this weekend. Like the top three on the depth depth chart, I think Rocky starts, and we'll see Thorn and Day at some point. Um, I don't think we'll get any Noah Kim action, um, I, unless unless it goes like re exceedingly well. Um, defense, you know, uh, I'd like to see who steps up in the linebacker core. Uh, she and Will did a pretty good breakdown of the linebacking core uh, on their on their pod today. Um, and then of course, uh, they recorded last night and the news broke that Fulton and Willickis have been indefinitely suspended, but, uh, I'm excited to see, you know, Chase Klein, um, he's, uh, you know, he's been described as like this complete psycho out there, look, just looking to, you know, absolutely obliterate people. Um, Antoine Simmons, you know, he, he was really good last year. Um and he's gonna be, you know, he's now in that leadership role. He's he's a captain or will be a captain if they haven't named those yet. Um so seeing Antoine Simmons will be good, seeing you know the different hybrid this hybrid defense, this you know, three-four uh amorphous kind of defense that Hazleton brings, it'll be uh, you know, all those things will be interesting to see. And, you know, we have a whole pretty much a whole new staff. With with some holdovers, but they were probably the best holdovers that we could have uh, that we could have kept around. We brought Harlan Barnett back, and he's an unreal recruiter in Ohio. So just seeing what the team looks like, uh, you know, I can't wait, and uh, I think we'll be pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, um, my friend, our friend Big Sav likes to call um, likes to call the offensive and defensive line the MAGA trenches, and you know, I think that those are the two most important parts of building a successful football team. You know, um, I think you, you see it even in the NFL with a quarterback like Russell Wilson, where even though he's this incredible quarterback, who's, who's mobile and can make tough throws and can throw on the run and off balance and all those things that the team ceiling is limited when he doesn't have extended protection and he's always running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And now that we have a offensive line coach like Coach Cap, who took a who took a bottom tier offensive line to top seventy five in one year, is is exciting. And I think that just having some fresh blood in the program is going to be great. Um, Mitch, when you brought up your prediction of having three quarterbacks play in the same time. It's gonna. I think it's gonna remind people a lot of the 2012 Boise State game, where Andrew Maxwell, Connor Cook, and Tyler O'Connor all got snaps, and just to see who emerged. And Connor Cook was the one who emerged out of that game, and then from there the rest was history. So, hopefully we get hopefully one of those guys proves themselves, you know, and we can we can have. We can find the the next quarterback who's going to, who's going to start, who's going to help kickstart the Mel Tucker era. So most changed for Matt is Purdue. And he says just simply because they don't have 719 injuries like that year, like (laughs) I believe he means last year and hard agree, you know, injuries are a part of football. I don't, I don't like to use injuries as an excuse, but Purdue's gonna be pretty decent. They're gonna Rondale Moore opted back in, so um he's I mean, that's their
2: season with him coming back. Yeah,
0: he's an incredibly explosive do everything kind of guy. So they'll be they'll be uh, they'll be okay to watch. I don't wanna use the word fun because I would be lying. Um, they, might
1: get, Purdue, they, they might get smoked this week.
0: They yeah, play Purdue,
1: I, they play Iowa without Broome.
0: Yeah, Purdue, Purdue football is um, – Purdue football hasn't been fun since number nine was there, so. Yep. Uh, and, you know, an unpopular pick for sure for coming from me, but most changed for me this year is going to be Michigan. Um, Michigan lost a ton of talent this offseason, both from the front seven on the defense to the offensive line. Um, They lost a lot of skilled players. Nico Collins, as of today, still isn't with the team. So, that casts his availability. He's officially out. He's officially out for at least this Saturday, correct? They haven't said whether he's 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 not on the team. Okay. So, yeah, Nico Collins is out. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones is gone. Tariq Black is gone. Um, They have a new quarterback. And... They have, a lot of, they have a lot of important positions that they need to fill with guys with little experience. They have Cam and, Newton, though. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? They're going to be yeah, most changed them. because they're going to look like world beaters because they have Cam Newton mixed with a little Tim Tebow, with a dash of Joe Montana mixed with like –
1: Some Tom Brady. Some uh, Tom yeah, – Some Tom
0: – But not the Tom Brady that Michigan fans hated and wanted right. bench for Drew Literally. Hansen, like the good Tom Brady. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then maybe like a couple, maybe a couple tablespoons of uh, of Joe Namath, but not when he tried to kiss Susie Colbert on the sidelines, like the like the Super Bowl. Such a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to
2: kiss you. <laughs> um, I remember watching that live, and I'm just like,
0: <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> My man's in the in the fur coat zooted, pimp. All right, so this is the one I kind of tweaked for football. This obviously isn't a real u superlative. superlative. Uh, most likely to underachieve. So this is a team who is going to have some kind of elevated expectations and just aren't going to meet them. Again, I feel like this is an easy answer for everybody, but we'll see how, we'll see how this plays out. Lucas, who's your most likely
2: to underachieve? Well, I put Jim Harbaugh, but that just translates to Michigan. I can't ever give Michigan credit. I'm not going to give them credit until they show it. Like until they go 8 and 0, finally beat Ohio State for the first time in what well, okay, Eight 9 years. years. 8 years, 9 years. And I'm I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a good coach, but like Michigan's legacy is not built on 11 wins it's built on nine and three eight and four maybe with the 10 and two sprinkled in and Harbaugh gets you there but like there's been years like that he's underachieved like that 2017 season where MSU went in with a bunch of kids and played lights out defense that Michigan team was ranked I think seventh in the country if not more and it's just little things like that that stick out in my head with him. And it's, I think he's going to underachieve. He's, he's going to have a loss or two, even in the shortened season with disadvantages for other teams and maybe himself. He's going to have a really shocking loss this year. And I, I'm not saying MSU, but he's not going 7-1. and one. I, I think there's going to be a really stunning loss. And it could be – I mean, he's favored to, to beat Minnesota right now. It could be be this Saturday night, or it could be next Saturday. But, yeah, I'll never give Michigan credit until they actually show it to me. Well, I think
0: the problem is Michigan, Nebraska, and Texas, you know, I know we're only – but they're all kind of in the same boat, right? Right. They hired the guy, right? And if the guy isn't going to get you there, who is? Like who is going to get you there? Yeah, and a lot stuck. is a lot of being a lot is being made right now of Harbaugh's contract. He had an interview today, um, with I forgot who it was. Was it Brad Galley? Or was it I saw Brad Galley might have shared it, but yeah. um, he had yeah, an interview yeah. today where he was asked about <clears throat> a, a contract extension and he gave this weird like long silence before he said like go blue. Yeah, he just said go blue. So obviously there's there you know there's a little there's a little smoke coming out of there right now, um. So we'll see what happens, you know, this Saturday night. If I I don't think his seat's anywhere warm, but no, like, it can't be warm because he's the he's he's yeah he's the guy like he's, he's the guy your, Michigan he, yeah. Michigan has been pining after since since Lord Carr retired. And what to, do you do when the guy doesn't win? You know, it's like. They give him a
1: one-year deal, and if he doesn't get it done next year, they move on, or he the, moves on.
2: the 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 nightmare scenario if they started zero and two, then yeah. yeah, I think I think you put the seat warmers on. But yeah, if they if they
1: start zero and two, they go four and four.
0: Yeah, I mean, like Michigan firing Hart. I mean, like getting your dream coach and then like not extending his contract or firing him would be like after the end of Greece like we see Tommy and Sandy and Sandy has to leave Tommy because he's been getting handjobs from male masseuses and like join some weird cult, some weird That's, cult. I've religion. never seen Grease. I
1: love your random movie re- that. Like, honestly, probably my favorite part, like random movie references. Fantastic. It'd I've like, never great... seen
2: Grease and Cassie. You've like, never seen Grease? She's going to make you? me watch it. We're, we're, we're stuck together till like next Friday. It's pretty good, I, I
0: will say. I'm not a big musicals guy, but Grease is uh, Greece is I, pretty dope. I love musicals. All right, Carter, you're most likely to underachieve. I actually went away from the low-hanging fruit of Michigan for this one.
3: I went with the bold one, and I'm going with Wisconsin. Ooh. Ooh. I think that even though the Big Ten West is, is wide open and it's probably theirs to lose at the same time, that I just feel like this is the year that, that that just things catch up to them. I don't think they're that good this year. I just saw that, like, Jack Cohn went down with an injury. I think it was pretty bad. Uh, there, yeah. Jonathan Taylor's gone. I don't even know who's at wide receiver for them. So, I mean, I don't I don't know who's there on offense for them. I'd, I'm sure they'll be fine on defense because I think Paul, Paul Christ or Christ, I don't actually know how to say his name, but overrated, I think, I think that they won't be as good as people expect. I'm sure that their schedule is easy as it usually is, but I think that we'll see a lot more of the Wisconsin that showed up against Illinois last year. Mm. And I think, you know, I think that's kind of how it's been is they just beat up on bad Big Ten teams and then they kind of don't feel, get it done against the top teams. And I uh, think that we could see that more this year. I feel like their worst
1: case scenario like just because their schedule is so easy, their worst case scenario is like five and three. Yeah. Which would be underachieving? Uh, oh
0: yeah, yeah. I think, I think Wisconsin's kind of primed for a letdown year. Um, they're a running team that lost a historically good running back. Yeah, um, uh, they have a backup quarterback, but the offensive line is always going to be productive.
1: Right. Yeah. And, like,
0: and this is kind of a spoiler alert for my next superlative, but you know, Wisconsin's been playing the same brand of football for fifty years, so. You know, it's kind of it's kind of plug and play at this point. How many of you have We're, been to Madison? Never. If we can't get to Lucas 300, has been to Disney World. I don't if know. you
1: if you Until can't that, get to, is that relevant? If, you, if you can't get an offensive lineman to three three thirty 350 in Wisconsin, you're fucking up. Everything's covered in fucking cheese. It's literally the only thing they eat: cheese and beer.
0: Yeah, everything's covered in cheese and covid it was constant. Yeah, like so. uh,
1: yeah, true story. I like I went there last year for the game and honestly like obviously the game didn't go well, but the Madison was fucking awesome. They don't I have like a incredible. They don't have like a traditional like tailgate scene as as much as some other schools, but their bar hopping scene pregame is grade A, grade A plus. Like Un just un fucking real.
2: I've heard there's some very nice people up in
0: Madison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Mitch. Oh boy.
1: Yeah, I went with the low hanging fruit. <laughs> you U of them. Uh I mean it's 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 just the easiest pick. And honestly, most of it is because uh their expectations are so stupid high. Um every year and you know regardless what happens even if they go seven and one which i don't think they do if they go seven and one that one's going to be to ohio state and the rest of it's going to mean nothing um and then honestly they'll probably lose their bowl game again wherever they end up because jim harbaugh's what one and four now
0: yeah they don't want and four.
1: yeah right so you know and it doesn't even seem like his players like, once they get to that bowl game scenario, they have, I feel like they have more opt-outs than, like, your other top non-playoff teams most years.
2: Well, didn't Peppers sit out the um, Florida State game? Correct. Yeah, Dalvin yeah. Cook played it, but, like, yeah. And Maddie then Peppers and...
1: Yeah, and then Jake Butt played, but he tore his ACL or whatever, and it fucked his draft
0: stock. Funny story. It um, his career. Back on my real account, like, the account with, like, my actual name attached to it and stuff... Um, I was blocked by Jake Butt and I have no recollection of what I did to get blocked by Jake Butt. Uh, But (laughs) just like a nice little tangent. So uh, Matt's most likely to underachieve. He also went with the low hanging fruit. He went with Joe Milton. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, These are his words, not mine, although I strongly agree with them. Anything short of a Heisman national title and a Canonization by the Pope is a letdown, considering all the hype he's gotten by the great, reasonable, and fair Detroit media. <laughs> he has a way with words
2: that I wish I could even get one little, one little
0: part of. It's
2: incredible. You, you want know, it? You want it? You want it?
0: My to. Uh, yeah. We promised to. Mm-hmm. Uh, rank our top ten South Park episodes this week. We're not going to be able to do it. Um, that'll have to wait until next week. But um, I've been watching, you know, trying to get a ranking together, and yeah. I just finished the Sarcastaball episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, like watching the Sarcastaball Classic. episode and then reading this comment from Matt is just like it's it's, yeah. it's life imitating it's art imitating life. Yeah. Watching
2: the, Tom Brady uh, swing down a bottle yeah, butters, of butter's butter's creamy
0: goo. Uh, the,
1: the the fact that uh the free press f- hired uh Rainer I think it's Rainer or Rainier.
0: Saban. Uh, I think it's Rainer, yeah.
1: Okay. Rainer Saban, who used to be a beat writer in Alabama, I believe, or he did something with Alabama football. The fact that they hired him is honestly one of the greatest things the free press has ever done because Michigan fans have one freaking writer in this town that doesn't gargle their balls all the damn time, and they're ready to kill him. And yeah. it's amazing to read the yeah. replies he's, to his tweets.
0: He's in the bacon wire pot, hot crosshairs. Believe me. It,
3: yeah. We uh, yeah.
0: So um, my most likely to underachieve is Penn State. Uh, Penn State lost a quarterback in TikTok Goat. Trace McSorley, <laughs> you know, he's just a kid from Briarwood. You know, uh, <laughs> Coach Franklin down at Va- at Vandy flipped to Happy Valley, uh, but they lost a ton of weapons. Uh, Michael Parsons, their star linebacker, is opting out and is going to stay opted out um, for this season. So um, this has, about that. this has big potential to be a letdown year for Penn State and based on the, the bewildering comment James Franklin made about his 2021 class, perhaps perhaps the cracks are going to start showing in the foundation in Happy Valley.
2: I, I kind of thought about that one too, but I didn't have enough research behind it, if I'm going to be honest. But I mean, Penn State's always good for like 10 and two or nine and three at worst, but with, with their resources and their history, you'd think more
0: would be coming out of there. Yeah. And I think, I think right now the game is Ohio state and everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think the goal for most other programs in the big 10 should kind of be like hope Ohio state fucks up somewhere and like loses to 30 to Purdue on a Thursday night somewhere or whatever, and then just make sure you do what you can to win. Uh, But based on the kind of recruiting Ryan Day is doing right now, I don't see that happening. So I think, I think a lot of these other schools, you know, not Michigan, but I think Penn state is going to have a look in the mirror um, after these next couple of years and see and figure out why they're paying James Franklin so much goddamn money to make, you know, to lose a new York six bowl games and, you know, not, not make it to Pasadena. So uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see obviously, but you know, I think, I think there's kind of going to be a, there's kind of going to be a realignment around, around kind of like accepting that, you know, hiring a paying a coach $10 million isn't going to get you that victory against the Buckeyes. Mm, yeah. All right. So, our next one most likely to not change at all. So, this one is an actual yearbook superlative. I looked it up. Um, you know, from last year to this year, which team isn't which team is not going to change schematically or or you know, on the field looks or how they, how they operate. Lucas. It's it's Wisconsin.
2: It's what we alluded to. They're very, as Sav likes to say, milk toast. I love that word. And I mean, they, they don't do much different. I mean, Paul, Chris is a really good coach for that division, but if they were in the big 10 East, it would, they'd be middle of the pack probably. I mean I I'm sure I'm wrong but it's Wisconsin just because they ne- you never really see an incredible change from them even if they hire outside person like uh what was it that Gary Patterson yeah hired but after uh, Bielema left um and Chris coming back was basically Bielema again yeah it's it's Wisconsin it that's just like the duh answer
0: yeah i think uh yeah, I, I mean I obviously agree with you. I kind of tipped my I kind of tipped my hand earlier. Um, but yeah, Wisconsin, I it doesn't matter who's at quarterback, who's at running back, who's on the offensive defensive line, they're always gonna do their thing. They're always gonna be good for four point three yards of carry. They're always gonna have a two thousand yard rusher. Yep. And they're always gonna have a suffocating front seven. So it really doesn't matter whether Jack Cohn is healthy or not. It's just a matter of, you know, can – is your secondary fast enough to collapse in on the Wisconsin running back when he makes it – when he breaks off tackle? That's basically what – that's basically what beating Wisconsin comes down to is, is can you not bite on the three play action passes they have? And then can, can your secondary collapse in enough to stop, to stop the big run off tackle? Uh, Carter
3: Uh, let me start by saying that I was really so bothered by that Wisconsin game last year because of the fact that I thought we did a pretty good job managing Jonathan Taylor but then we let uh, Jack Cohn have a Jake Coker day to us that that was that was not fun Um, I'm going with Ohio State in the sense that I believe that them it's if it ain't broke don't fix it you know they've been running a lot of the same offense for the past few years you know Same with, you know, Chris. It's like when Urban Meyer was gone, Ryan Day comes in and it's just the same thing. They just keep winning and winning, you know, stealing all the big recruits and always having the top class in the Big Ten. Uh, I expect, you know, Justin Fields threw like 50 touchdowns last year and he's probably going to do it again. He threw one interception to Josiah Scott. I could imagine those numbers go up as he takes more risks because that's kind of how he plays. But Ohio State remains the constant best team in the Big Ten and that will not changed for a long time, I don't think.
0: Yeah, Mitch, uh, what about you?
1: With Indiana. They're they're that middle-of-the-pack team. Penix is back. They're going to stay that middle-of-the-pack team. Um, They play in the Big Ten East, so obviously their schedule is already built in for, you know, three losses Um, at least. I think, you know, I think we can beat them. I don't know that we do, but I think we can. Um, That – that's kind of, like, for – I know we're going to talk later, but, like, for MSU schedule, I feel like um, that's that one game that could really push Mel Tucker, like, over the hump as to, like, a really successful season, um, you know, that can get him to that fourth win. And uh, I think they play Wisconsin, too. So, like, honestly, like, you know, I feel like Indiana probably goes, like, three and five at best. Not at best, like, you know, four and four, three and five, middle of the pack, nothing special.
0: I mean, I'll say this about Tom Allen in, in Indiana. They know how to exploit a defense's weakness. I mean, we kind of oh. saw it last year in that Michigan State game. It, it was not giving annoying. Tom
1: Allen credit for that. Uh,
0: Tom Allen, Tom no, Allen no. is the eighth grade girl of head college football coaches in that he knows exactly what's going to bother you. And then says it directly to your face and knows he's not going to suffer any consequences as a result. So, you know, obviously non windiana is kind of out of the picture this year, unfortunately, but you know, I, I, I kind of expect, I kind of expect a step up for Indiana this year, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I already said that my most likely to not change at all is Wisconsin, Um, that's most likely to not change at all is Iowa. Um, According to him, they can inherit the AFC pro bowl team or the local pop Warner team. And the, and they'd still finish third in the big 10 West.
1: Yeah. Sounds about right.
0: Yep. So uh, wave at the kids, all that good stuff. Uh, Greatest tradition in college football, supposedly. Um,
2: It is a good one. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to make jokes about that. That is a
0: good tradition. Uh, So, life of the party. Uh, This is a team that is just going to be so goddamn fun to watch. Um, A team you're not going to be able to take your eyes off of. I know those teams come at a premium in a conference like the Big Ten, but there's still some great options here. Uh, Lucas. I put Justin Fields, but I can change it to Ohio State.
2: It's the obvious answer, but it's the one I'm really going to be excited to see outside of MSU, just because they're going to be good, and it's the Big Ten's best chance for a playoff team. And I was going to be sarcastic and put Rutgers or you know Illinois or Northwestern, like just someone who's going to be ass a this train year. wreck, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's Ohio State. It's another duh answer, but. I'm not going to be sitting there watching Northwestern at Rutgers. I'm not going to do it. I'll watch Ohio State anytime they're not playing MSU. Just because I like excellence when it's not my team. And I like I like watching great teams. Like, I'll watch Clemson the whole game 73-7. to 7. I'll do the same thing for Ohio State when MSU's not playing.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, Justin Fields is – Justin Fields, I feel like, is going to put on a show Mm -hmm. uh, this year. Uh, Carter, your life of the party for this year.
3: I went with a player. Uh, This is my third player. It's uh, Michigan State's Jaden Reed. I am so – I have been so excited to watch Jaden Reed for such a long time. The freshman All-American when he was at Western, then he transferred here, and I was like, wow. You know, he's dynamic. He's – a oh, yeah. I said, wow. Wow. He's dynamic. Wow. He's uh, he's electric. He's gonna be so fun to watch. He's gonna head up our wide receiver core that I think is just super deep. I think we actually have one of the best wide receiver cores in all the Big Ten. Uh, I think that he's gonna provide a new, you know, element to this offense that we haven't had before. Just because I don't feel like we've had, you know, this electric of a receiver since like Keyshawn Martin. In a way, so I think that Jaden Reed is going to be so fun to watch, and if he, he will probably stay this year, and then next year he's going to be must see TV.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm Jaden Reed was a great pickup for late era D'Antonio. Um, that was definitely it's definitely a nice gift that he handed to Mel Tucker. I'm excited to see him, uh, you know, join this offense. You know, he was so explosive at Western Michigan. And I can't believe that we get to that we get to watch him now. Uh Mitch, your life of the party.
1: Since Lucas won OSU, I'll go Minnesota. Uh you know, PJ Flack is just yeah, you know, uh, sure. full energy. Uh, you know, all the time. And uh, I think, you know, they, they have a chance to make some noise. This could be the year that they actually, you know, get it done and and win at least the West. They're not going to beat Ohio State. But they can win the West, Um, especially – I don't know when they get Wisconsin, but if they're going to get Wisconsin early enough where uh, their quarterback is out, then, you know, uh, I think they can make some noise. I, I think Wisconsin's going to be really exciting. Um, Fleck plays an exciting brand of football, so –
0: well, uh, Kansas City just sealed the game. so. Uh, that... Oh, man, am I behind? Yeah, sorry. I, I just wrote an article, Delay, about respecting the delay, and I did not respect the delay. I, I'm getting cable tomorrow, so i okay. I'll, uh, <laughs> hell yeah, All right. sorry. So uh, Matt and I shared life of the party. Um, I kind of tipped my hand to it um, earlier, you know, kind of about my comments. Uh, and that's uh, Indiana. You said, oh, it has to be Indiana. Non-Indiana won't be possible this year, but there'll still be a live sizzling dog in these big games. And even when they inevitably lose these games to OSU, Penn State, and Michigan, it'll be an entertaining fashion as always. And, you know, like I said earlier, right, Tom Allen just has a knack for kind of exposing, exposing chinks in a team's armor. And, you know, he's going to be right back at it. He's going to be right back at it this season. Um, you know, he's really building something special in Bloomington. And, you know, like like Matt and I agreed, non-Windiana just straight up isn't going to happen this year just because they're not going to go 9-0. and But, you know, I – I wouldn't be surprised if nine if nine, Indiana is the norm sooner rather than later. Um, I'm a big believer in Tom Allen and what he does and what he's building. So our final one, uh, most likely to have a new coach next year. Um, I worded it a little differently when we started, but you know whether they whether they're fired, retired, or move on to a different situation who's going to have a new coach at the beginning of at the beginning of the 2021 season with lucas
2: i put firing with the way things are going with him with robdo and all this kidney stuff and all the training things and all the behind the scenes shit that's happening i put iowa but i don't think they'll ever fire kirk Ferentz unless this just keeps piling up more and more which it has been but for some reason he's still hanging around um but i think another like another duh answer maybe would be illinois but maybe but lovey smith getting them to a bowl might have bought him a couple more years so i just put iowa just cuz i can't fucking stand them
0: yeah you know we're going to talk about it when we talk about the games this week coming up in a bit but i think i think lovey has that job as long as he wants it um i you know he's kind of it's not quite the same as like Scott Frost, Jim Harbaugh, Tom Herman, but, you know, relative to the type of program Illinois is, it's kind of the same thing. And he took, he took a step forward last year for sure. Yeah, no, he for sure did. So um, I guess we'll just have to see whether that momentum pays off. Uh, Carter, who's going to have a new coach this time next year?
3: I also said Iowa. Um... I think that there is all that behind the scenes stuff going on. And I think that if that gains more national attention, then there will be more demand for him to be fired uh, or, you know, whether he steps down or however he moves on from Iowa, that I think that it's very likely that he does move on from Iowa Um, on the football field. uh, I don't really know about their team that well. So I kind of expect them to flop a little bit. Um, I know they were pretty good last year, but they did just lose Nate Stanley. Uh, And then a bunch of other guys that they had on their defense that were pretty good. So I just don't know what to expect from Iowa. They usually have seasons where they go like five and seven and then they just are like randomly 10 and two or something. And I think this year is one of those like five and seven type of years, but instead it'll be like two and five or two and six, whatever. So I think that, I think that Kirk Ferentz's time in Iowa is probably over whether it's, you know, them being bad on the football field or what's going on behind the scenes is what does it mean.
0: Yeah, um you know, this there are a few low hanging fruit answers here but um definitely what's going on in Iowa is what um the kids would say is not good chief. So, uh, you know, that's definitely a story to keep watching out for. Uh Mitch, who's going to have a new coach at the beginning of next year?
1: Yeah, uh, I also I also went Iowa. It was it was the easy pick. Um I mean, I don't th- yeah, and mostly because I don't think Michigan gets rid of Jim Harbaugh in a pandemic year. Um, but like like Carter and Lucasville well said, um, I I don't know that Iowa will be a terrible team on the field. Uh, maybe the outside noise will get to them and and they'll drop some games that they wouldn't normally. But uh, with all the noise around them and and them not agreeing to the terms that the players that want to sue or, and and stuff like that, I I think. The easy answer is Kirk Ferentz and Iowa he's been there forever but like what has he really done
0: Yeah um you know I I changed my answer I was going to pick Maryland but that ju- I was going to pick Iowa but that seemed like a uh, consensus Yeah it seemed like a consensus so I want to I kind of want to float a more unlikely scenario by you guys Uh Matt picked Maryland um he says I don't think they do but if they end the season as lifeless as, the, as lifeless as the last one, maybe it's considered. Um, you know, Maryland kind of has this reputation under Mike Locksley as a team who starts hot and then crashes hard. Um, you know, they're famous for kind of coming out the gate strong, uh, getting in that top 20, getting in the top 25, and then crashing and burning, like no like you wouldn't believe. so. Everyone was in love with them after they beat the fuck out of Texas. Yeah, I think if they, I think if they don't even start, I think if they, I think if this year is a complete eat shit year, um, I think every coach in college football is is more or less safe. Um, but you know, Minnesota, you know, Iowa obviously has some extenuating circumstances. Um, Mine is going to be Michigan and it's not because they're going to fire Harbaugh. Um, The NFL is going to have a ton of openings this year. Um, There's going to be some teams in great positions to be successful immediately under the right coaching circumstances. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm Jim Harbaugh and I'm, and I have this almost, and I have this all, and I have this, Recruiting gap with my biggest rival that is only growing wider. Um, you know, I have players who constantly think they're bigger than the program and want to leave. And you know, and and I don't even have I don't even have the support of the entire Detroit media to let me keep going nine and three. You know, if if Cal McNair if Cal McNair calls Harbaugh and says, Hey, do you want to coach Deshaun Watson? I don't see how, I don't see how any coach in America really says no. Um, you know, I, I think the, I think him being kind of weird about his contract situation kind of signals that, that he has his eyes elsewhere. Um, I think it really burns, you know, just hearing how competitive the Harbaugh family is, I think it really chapped his ass that John beat him in a Super Bowl. And you know, he—I'm sure John wears the ring to every family gathering they have. I would. I would. No, I oh, don't blame him. Yeah. yeah, of course I fucking would. Uh, like but, Red
2: Bull, you and the Water Boys, see the championship
0: ring? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of what. You know, I Michigan ran that risk when they hired him. But I think as long as they kept him paid well, he was never going to leave. But I think kind of the the not beating Ohio State of it all is really getting to him.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's about to go 0-6 against them. That's yeah. Not great. And
0: I, I can definitely see a scenario where Houston or Atlanta – or a team who is right on the cusp of competing, they just need they just need to fill in a couple gaps here and there. Um, you know, who have a head coaching vacancy um, look mighty mighty attractive to Jim Harbaugh. So, I I
2: really thought he was gonna leave after 2017 when they you know flared out. They were eight and four, then they lost the bowl game. I think to South Carolina and or someone like that, an SEC opponent. And, you know, they just – it looked like he lost the team because that was when uh, the Colts' job was open. And he's always said Andrew Luck is the best quarterback he's ever coached, and he would love to coach him. And I really thought he was as good as gone before Frank Reich and, you know, before, before Josh McDaniels was a waffling flake and and left, uh, left the job open. I was – I was telling people, like, man, if if Harbaugh leave, if Harbaugh doesn't go for Andrew Luck, then it might
0: it might take him a long ass time to go back to the NFL. Yeah, I think you know, obviously Jim Harbaugh is a better coach than Adam Gase, but I think he kind of, <laughs> I think he he's kind of crushed by the weight of falling ass backwards into a generational quarterback. Yeah, you know, like if Andrew Luck's not a nerd, maybe he still does. Maybe he still does have the same level of success at Stanford that he does it, you know, and maybe he is on the same career path. Maybe he isn't, but I think kind of, kind of having Andrew Luck just be so fucking good, kind of like set expectations that maybe he's just not able to meet. Yeah. And maybe instead of like constantly hearing from people that, that you know he should start Cade McNamara or Joe Milton or you know uh, Dylan McCaffrey or you know XYZ quarterback on the roster. Why the fuck would I like continue to try to develop these guys who 20 percent of the fan base is going to fucking hate when I can go to Houston and have a top 10 quarterback? Right and have a decent. Supporting and have a decent stuff, enough defense. I mean, Houston's problems are mostly schematical. Yeah. And, you know, Harbaugh and obviously trading for David Johnson. Well, yeah, and and the fact that their GM was a fucking moron. Stupid. But Yeah, I I can definitely see a scenario where Michigan where where Jim Harbaugh is is coaching on Sundays, not Saturdays. Come come next season. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll come back and we'll break down every Big Ten game from this upcoming weekend. Hey, I got a quick question for you. What does a guy call his best friends? His testies besties, of course. Halloween is right around the corner, and you don't want to spook someone with your scary bush. Our friends at Manscaped want to help Make your boys downstairs clean and best friends of their own. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You know, after years of getting my friends laid, they're finally going. They're finally starting to return the favor and hooking me up with some of their girlfriends' friends. And I don't want to be looking like a. I don't want to be looking like a schlub right if it happens to go somewhere cool uh that's why manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 inside you'll find their electric trimmer called the lawnmower 3.0 this waterproof and skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your pumpkins you can also create less mess by trimming in the shower or using their magic mat disposable shaving mats and of course, let's not forget about the Crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Come on, guys. The Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxer piece that keeps your package cool and smelling fresh all day. These are my favorite pair of boxers that I own by far. And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the the crop reviver ball toner spray it's time to get fresh and clean with this perfect package 3.0 get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code bacon at manscaped.com stay sexy this halloween your balls will thank you that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code bacon trick or treat keep your balls neat fellas All right, thank you to Manscaped. Uh, We're back. Uh, We're going to take a look at the full slate of Big Ten games this weekend, and we're just going to pick them straight up. Um, This isn't the gambling pod. No spreads, no over-unders, no money lines, nothing like that. Um, We'll start on Friday with Illinois at Wisconsin. Um, This is a rematch of last year's game, one of the craziest upsets in the Big Ten last season. Um, Wisconsin is going to be out for blood. It's at Camp Randall. Um, No fans, obviously, but Lucas, who you got? Uh, Wisconsin, even though there's
2: no fans, it's still Camp Randall. It's still a haunted house for some teams, and I don't think Illinois is going to strike uh, strike gold twice against them. Yeah, Carter, what do you think? I agree.
3: Um, However, I do think that we should – not oh, yeah. underestimate this Illinois team going forward. I think they have a pretty solid squad. I believe that Green and Peters is gone at quarterback. I think that he was in his senior year, but they have some pretty good pieces on that team. They have wide receiver, Josh, Machorbebe. That guy is ridiculous. Dele Harding, one of their linebackers that, I mean, I I, I was doing a call at MSU for the MSU uh, Illinois game, and those guys are, are ballers, man. So I think we should look out for them. I still have Wisconsin in this one, though. Yeah, Mitch, what about you? Yeah, I mean
1: – Wisconsin's the the easy choice here. Um, I don't like you said. I don't, I, I don't think uh, Illinois um, strikes gold twice. And honestly, even if Wisconsin would could have fans, I don't think they would because uh, you know Madison's like ground zero right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. I I have Wisconsin too. Um. A lot of these games um, in this early schedule kind of. Kind of feel lopsided. Um, it feels like some of the best teams in the conference got a got a break. Um, we'll uh we'll see how we'll see how the dice we'll see how the dice shakes out. But yeah, Wisconsin's going to be out for blood. Um, they'll be playing for Jack Cone. Uh, they're going to come out like rabid dogs. Uh, Wisconsin, easy. Uh, so moving on, we have Nebraska. We have Nebraska at Ohio State for the big noon kickoff. (laughs) So instead of asking who's going to win, I'll just say this. Uh, How soon into the game are you guys going to go, okay, this one's like over, over, and you're no longer going to check in on it?
1: I won't bother checking in on it. I will be fully locked in on the Michigan State Rutgers game.
0: Of course. Second quarter. Yeah.
3: I'll say at halftime, I'll be like, there's really no fight left in Nebraska, so, or if there ever was any.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, like I've been saying, to bitch and complain and sue the conference to try to get to play and to be rewarded with Ohio State week one is just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's just like um, chef's kiss. Yeah. Um, the only it, way it I'll would che- only be it would it, the only way it could be more ironic is if the commissioner of the Big 10 was Alanis Morissette. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
1: The the only way I'll check in on that game. The only reason I would check in on that game is because it's on Fox and Fox's college football production is atrocious. So we might be in halftime while they're still halfway through the first quarter. Um, so maybe I'll check in at halftime because of, you know, all of Fox's billion commercials that they run.
0: Yeah, um, we're gonna have real fun on the. We're gonna have real fun on the thirty first. Uh, so we're gonna do the Michigan State game last. Uh, so the next game on the slate is Penn State at Indiana, three thirty on FS1. Um, obviously I spent a lot of time in the first segment of this pod hyping up this, uh, this Indiana team. Uh, Like I said, Penn state has this, this has let down year for Penn state written all over it. Uh, Lucas, what do you think? Oh, I'm, I'm going to take a flyer
2: or not take, I'm going to go Indiana. I'm I'm gonna go with the upset. That's my one upset of the of the of the week. Okay, would you like to elaborate?
1: Yeah, that's that's bold.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's a neutral site, obviously, but I mean, this could be the one shocker that James Franklin loses in in the year. I I think uh, Penix is a pretty good quarterback. He was tearing up MSU, and I know it's not really saying much but i think indiana's due for one of those like pretty decent years and i think i think they're going to i think they're going to beat penn state i have no substance to 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 fall on like davis does with his michigan state pick for next week but i just have a feeling indiana's going to make some noise against against teams that they have a chance with like penn state okay. carter
3: I got Penn State, but I also agree that I think, you know, Indiana is a really good team. Um, I think that Tom Allen, as you said, is an awesome coach. I think he's building something really good in Indiana. Um, Michael Penix is is really good. He provides a new, you know, dynamic piece to that offense. Uh, and like Lucas, I, I, other than that, really don't know too much about Indiana, but I do know that they are, with Tom Allen, always going to play close with teams like Penn State and probably – Michigan and probably Michigan State as well. Um, I think that with this one, Penn State is going to do just enough of what they can to hold off Indiana. But I think that Indiana is going to probably outplay them for most of the game. But Penn State is the more talented team, and they're going to end up winning.
1: Uh, Mitch? Penn State. I don't really think I need to elaborate. Indiana is solid. They're not. I'm gonna beat Penn State solid. They might hang with them, like Carter said, but I, I don't. I don't have the balls. My, my balls have been neutered by my one in five week on the Bet's Pod.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take Indiana. Um, you know, like I said, uh, like I said, you know, I picked Penn State to underachieve this year. Um, they they've had a lot of attrition in this offseason. season. Um, I think the absence of Michael Parsons is going to be felt, especially against a team like Indiana where uh where where you have a mobile quarterback who is able to create both on the ground and through the air um tom allen is gonna is gonna find ways to get receivers open over the middle he's gonna do a lot of design quarterback runs um and i think you know penn state is gonna Penn State's going to get punched in the mouth early and they're not going to have the full off season of experience to know how to respond. So uh, I think Indiana is, I think Indiana is going to pull something off here. Uh, The next game, uh, Iowa Purdue. uh, This is one of two games on the slate that has incredible snoozer potential. Uh, Lucas, who you got?
2: I'm going to go Iowa just because I want to see how Purdue looks without Brom there to coach the offense. Um, Iowa just wins these type of games. It's going to be something like 23 to to 10, 23 to 16 or 17 or some bullshit like that, something that's just so boring. I'm, I don't really give a fuck about this game, but just for pick's sake, I'm going to go with a more consistent team over the years and take Iowa. Yeah. Uh, Carter, what about you? What do you think? I'll agree with that. Um, this
3: is probably the game of the teams that I know the least about, and this will probably be the game I choose to, to take a nap during, you know, because it's just going to be so just so much of a shit show. It's going to be so boring. Um, but yeah, I agree with Lucas. I think that, you know, Iowa's probably the better team. It says you're the favorite by three. So... Yeah, that one's probably Iowa and I think it's gonna be something like twenty to like fourteen, something super boring, you know, run heavy pass. Cause we said Rondell Moore is not playing, right? Or he is oh, he's back playing. In? No, he's Rondell
0: Moore is in. Is he playing. is playing, okay.
3: Yeah. He is playing. Okay. Um hmm. Uh, I don't know if he can do it alone, but uh he'll he'll probably have a huge day. But I think I will squeak out with this one. Mitch. If
1: Purdue had Jeff Brome, I'd probably take Purdue. But yeah. without Jeff Brome, I think, uh, I, I think Iowa get, gets it done. Um, I think Ference is going to do everything. Like, if, if with everything going on around that program, if he does, if he comes out and loses to Purdue week one, that's, that's not going to, it's just not going to go well for him at all, especially if the team comes out looking bad. So he's going to have him pretty, fo- I think he's going to have him pretty focused and ready to go. And, uh, you know, try and shut out all that noise because there's a lot going on around that program right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Iowa gets it done, but if if Purdue had Brom, I'd probably take Purdue.
0: Um, I'm still going to take Purdue. Mm. Uh, I think Rondale Moore is probably the best player on that field between both teams, and I think he's going to end up being the difference maker. Uh, without Brom, there they're probably going to keep the playbook pretty limited. Um, so Rondale Moore is going to get a lot of touches, and I think. He's just going to be able to have the ball in his hands enough times to where he's going to make one or two explosive plays, and that's going to, that's going to be all the difference for the Boilermakers. Hmm.
1: So, um, was, would, Does Iowa have one of those you know, first-round tight ends again, or two of those first-round uh, tight ends again?
0: Um, I don't believe so, but they probably do, just based on how Iowa recruits and considering that's a position um, that's majority white. So Kirk Ferentz, Kirk Ferentz definitely uh definitely has tight ends and spades.
2: Um, <laughs> he's the he's the John Hamm meme with the whiteboard saying
0: white white white, white players Iowa tight ends. Yeah, white players <laughs> white players. <laughs> hey photo crappy, uh I know you're listening, crappy MSU Photo Shopper. I this is an easy meme to make. I could probably make it myself, but I'm lazy. So uh, the John Ham meme, but Kirk Ferentz's face over John Hamm and the whiteboard says white tight ends.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: Thank you for oh, your thank you for your continued service to the Bacon Wire podcast and the Bacon Wire Network as a whole. Crappy Noah MSU Fant. Photoshopper. Yep. Thanks, Kirk.
3: Elephant probably feels left out right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, he, he
1: definitely does. He's been out for weeks.
0: The Bullas, the Bullas probably should have just transferred to Iowa. It seems like their kind of program.
1: <laughs> Bulla bocce, Chris Fry, whiskey. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Oh boy! Uh. All right. So the next game on the schedule: Maryland at Northwestern, seven thirty BTN. Lucas. Uh
2: don't care. Um uh, I'm gonna go with Maryland just because I think they're gonna have like a little you know, they're gonna do good the first game or so and then completely just have dump all over their pants. And Northwestern is just ass, so I'm 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 just picking Maryland. Just just to pick a team literally. Carter.
3: This game becomes intriguing if uh, Maryland starts Talia Tagovailoa at quarterback. I think that would be fun to watch. I don't know if he's going to start for them. But um, Northwestern has, like, the only thing I know about Northwestern from last year was when they played Michigan State, and Michigan State kicked the crap out of them. Uh, uh, they have no consistency at quarterback or running back. Uh, so I I I just don't know what team they're going to put out there. I mean, they're favored by 89 on ESPN right now, but, um, but I'm gonna, so I'll say Northwestern, but I mean, I don't know. That game's not going to be fun at all. I don't think there's just nothing there to, to look forward to. Uh,
1: Mitch. Um, I also think Northwestern, um, and for what it's worth, Carter, that line has moved to minus 11. Um, so apparently the money is going towards Northwestern. Um, they did get, uh, IU transfer Peyton Ramsey, uh, that's right. As a quarterback. And they still have five, four, former five-star Clemson quarterback, Connor Johnson, on that roster. So, I think Johnson with another year under his belt or even if Peyton Ramsey came in and took the job. Uh, you know, either way, their quarterback play is going to be better. Um, I don't even know who Maryland's quarterbacks are. You guys said Talia, so maybe uh, if he, he – he, he could be intriguing. Um but i have no idea if he is if he's going to play uh looks like they all maryland also has a Virginia tech quarterback josh jackson so that could be intriguing as well he was pretty he was pretty good um at least, uh, according to google anyway um,
0: Yeah. um jo- they had um josh jackson um transferred, transferred in as transferred, well transferred last year he was their starter uh, for for so the majority of the last year
1: Okay, so, I mean, Josh Jackson's, you know, solid quarterback. Mike Loxley might opt for, you know, a little tag about low. Um, so, that, I, honestly, that could be an interesting game. Um, you know, like, this weekend might be the first weekend that I actually have college football on my TV from the time I wake up until the time I go to sleep uh, because the Big Ten's back and I actually give a shit. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'll still go with Northwestern. But Maryland, I I wouldn't be shocked if Maryland won this game. Northwestern's nothing special. I don't care. If they're favored by eleven. Um, Patty Fisher's finally gone, right?
0: Correct.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if Patty Fisher's gone. Like he's you know he's their he was their best defensive player for two two years three years. Um, I I'll go with Northwestern, but I think Maryland could surprise.
0: Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Maryland. Um, you know I think. They are absolutely loaded at the skill positions. Um, and I think this game is going to come down to who's going to be able to score the most points and considering how Northwestern's offense last year, even with Hunter Johnson under center, was a, uh, to put it kindly, a fucking trash fire um, I don't think they're going to be able to produce the points necessary to keep up with, with Maryland. You know, I think, I think Josh Jackson does play under center at least to start the game. They might bring in Talia Tagovailoa, depending on how, on how he's doing. Josh Jackson didn't really um, light up my world last year at Maryland. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming Tagovailoa was brought in for a reason. Um, so go ahead, Lucas, make the joke. I know I saw
2: you. No, laugh. I'm not laughing at that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing at something else.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Whatever. Dad, I really am. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think Maryland's going to, I think Maryland is either going to go one of two ways. They're either going to surprise some people or they're just absolutely going to crash and burn in glorious fashion. Oh Yeah. Uh, And you can't crash and burn without ascending to great heights. And great heights start with a week one win against Northwestern on the Big Ten Network. Yep. Uh, Again, it it wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't be be surprised. So, um, next game on our slate, Michigan at Minnesota, Saturday Night Football, ABC, following Herbie on the call, college game day, college game day on site. Lordy. Uh, Lucas, who you got?
2: I wanted to pick Michigan, but I need to see their quarterback situation. I mean, we don't even know who the fuck's starting, uh, as, far as, I'm, as far as I know right now. And, you know, no Nico Collins, and I'm sure they have the next, um, you know, the next Jerry Rice waiting behind him at wide receiver. Who, they were better off without Collins, they'll say that. I'm taking Minnesota. Michigan's a three and a half point favorite, and I get it. But I think uh, I think PJ Fleck's going to have a pretty good season, and um, he's going to start it off with with this win. I I just think Minnesota has more talent that we've seen, and like they they have more they have fewer question marks than than Michigan does, especially these central positions. I'm going with uh, with my with my former Kalamazoo boy PJ Fleck.
0: Yeah, uh, Carter.
3: Minnesota. And it's not going to be close. That's Ooh, that's my cool. big one. Oh, a, um, okay. That's going to be my big one of the week. I what mean, you here's the How thing. How much you thinking? I'm thinking two scores. Okay. I'm thinking two scores. I'm thinking, look, I mean, on one end, you know, on one end, who does Joe Milton throw to? On the other end, who stops Rashad Bateman, these questions. There's just so many questions for Michigan that are going to be – they're going to need to answer. And, unfortunately, unlike Michigan State, they don't have a Rutgers to play against. They have an actual tough team to play against in Minnesota. P.J. Fleck is going to come in and his team's ready. I mean, Tanner Morgan is still there. They still have Bateman. That's A lot of that team that they had last year is back, and it's just not going to be – it's not going to be pretty for Michigan. That's what I think. I just think just of the fact they're – they have so many questions. They have so many things to answer for against such a tough team, and I think it's not going to be a close.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not uh, Mitch. Uh, I want, I want to pick, I want to pick Minnesota,
1: but I like, I, I want to pick them both. Uh, I think this could, this could uh, go either way, honestly. Um,
0: Middleman, Mitch.
1: Yeah, I, 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 uh, I I'll go with. I'm going to go with Minnesota. We'll row the boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll row the boat. Row fuck the Michigan. boat, baby. Uh, f- fuck, fuck Michigan. Um, <laughs> uh, just, I hate them. I hate everything about them. I hate their stupid uniforms, their stupid helmets that they stole from us. They suck. I hope Minnesota absolutely obliterates them. Um, I don't think they will. I think it will be close. But we'll, we'll, we'll row the boat. Which uh, means Michigan's going to win because I'm wrong about it. Yeah, they're they're going to win. We're all
0: – yeah, we're yeah, um I I think it's going to be Michigan. Um I think Minnesota is going to put up a hell of a fight, but um I don't think PJ Fleck has enough um big games both as in the word big and big as the stylized Big 10 conference uh logo under his belt in order to pull off a to pull off a game like like this. Um, maybe if there are fans in the crowd that would be a little different, but, um, considering that even though, even though they're playing in, in, at Minnesota, we're kind it's more or less a neutral field. And with no, with no added pressure of fans, um, I think it's going to give, I think it's going to give Michigan a chance to kind of figure their, figure their shit out on the fly. Um, I would obviously love to see, see Minnesota play. I would love to see Minnesota win. I would love to see, you know, Rashad Bateman cook cook corners all day and night. But, you know, I think I think Fleck just isn't Fleck just isn't there yet and he's gonna need another year before he can, you know, really start to put together these these wins and be taken seriously as a contender of the Big Ten West.
1: Also, there's only there's only a nine percent chance of rain in Minneapolis on on Saturday, so that mm-hmm. bodes well for Michigan as well.
0: Yeah, you know everyone knows that when it starts raining, you you go to an air raid offense. Yeah, um, only
1: yeah, we, and it only affects Michigan.
0: And we don't the the thing the best thing that
2: we could have as MSU fans is Michigan going in there and shit pumping them, winning by like four or five touchdowns, and then you know get their chest puffed and you know high and mighty, and then. MSU upsets them and I'm not saying MSU is gonna upset Michigan but I'd much rather face a 1-0 Michigan team than an 0-1 Michigan team that's like desperate and really needs to light it up
0: yeah I I definitely don't want to be walk walking into Ann Arbor against a pissed off Michigan team next week no so I'm kind of picking Michigan for selfish reasons but I also kind of believe that that Jim Harbaugh is a good enough coach to be able to kind of get it done and I just think You know, P.J. Fleck is going to keep it close, but he just needs a little more time in the oven before he's able to kind of reach that next level of of coaching. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen, the Mel Tucker era officially begins at noon in East Lansing on the Big Ten Network. My body is ready. Against Buckers. (laughs) Um, don't even bother telling me who you think is going to win. I want you guys to give me a, we're going to do it like you're calling the game and you can't pick a team because of some weird ethical clause in your contract with ESPN or whatever. Uh, give me a key. I want you guys to give me a key to the game. Lucas. Ooh. Uh, can you skip me? What is this like ordering dinner where I'm just going to have to (laughs) No. Um, Let's see a key to the
2: game. I'm gonna say the offensive line getting pushed for Collins and Gang. Yeah, that's easy one, but that's the one I want to see. Uh, Carter, what about you? For me, it's
3: uh, what quarterback is the most consistent. Um, Rocky will probably end up starting, but then I just think it comes down to who plays the best when they play, because obviously Rocky has not nailed this starting job down, and it's completely up for grabs. So I think that whoever you know plays the best will probably end up getting a lot more snaps when Mich- when we go to Michigan when they go to Michigan. So.
0: Yeah, uh, Mitch, a key to the game.
1: Getting the wide receivers going, uh, having like Carter said, consistent quarterback play is gonna gonna be big in that. If we can get the wide receivers going. Um, you know, it, it'll also open up more lanes for Eli Collins. So let's get the wide receivers going. Let's get Eli Collins going, and uh, you know, just
3: just win.
0: Yeah, um, a big key for me is going to be the secondary. Um, obviously, the the kind of early to mid D'Antonio era teams built their kind of broke their bread on the secondary, the no fly zone. Um, the architect of of that no fly zone. Uh, Harlan Barnett is back. So um, I'd be really interested to see how how he's kind of how he's kind of retooled um, a secondary that was honestly quite, quite um tough to watch at points last year. And um, you know, really see how how he's able to kind of work in <clears throat> conjunction with Scotty Hazelton to to kind of bring bring back bring back what was once a calling card for Michigan state football.
1: I'm so excited to watch this defense. I want to see, cause we've, we've been a four, three press quarters defense for so long. Like I'm really excited to see how this, you know, weird, uh, you know, whatever we run three, the three, two, five and, and all of that, like how that plays out. Um, I, I just, uh, I, I woke up this morning and I started listening to locked on before my classes started and just, like, it hit me that it's finally game week, and I had literal chills. Like, I got – I'm so excited to watch football and actually give a shit about it.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: it's it's not going to hit
0: me until the game starts for – that's, that's just how I'm going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, – you know, there have been good games. There have been good football games this this college football season, but it just hasn't really felt felt they the have, same. And now, they have
1: not mattered to me at all. I don't care.
0: Yeah, and now that the now that the big is back, it's it's super exciting. I can't yeah. wait to see this Michigan State team take the field. I can't wait to see the I can't wait to see what fits Mel Tucker is going to be throwing off on the sidelines. Uh what kind of quarter zip drip he's yeah. going to have. It's going to be it's going to be off the chain spectacular. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how
2: many games he'll be able to wear a quarter zip. Not he's, many. Are, nah, no, he's
1: he's a monster, dude.
0: He will be him. like, he'll, he'll, be like Brady, he'll be like Brady he'll be like Brady Hulk where he'll never wear coats except no. he'll always wear quarter yeah. zips.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, nah, he's yeah, he's a beast. I just oh my god, I can't wait. We have football this week, guys. We have actual, meaningful football that matters.
2: I can't wait for next season when, you know, it's like uh, hopefully a normal schedule and we're kicking off um the, the Friday before Labor Day, and he comes out with a tight, tight fit MSU polo and uh, khaki shorts like yeah, That's, that's going to oh be tight. God. I will like I will cry.
1: That's going to sure be
0: tight. Guy. That's going to be I tight. hope he
1: brings I hope he brings a turnover token. You know, like the turnover chain or whatever. Those like, are those know.
0: are kind of those are those are overdone. It's no, over.
1: I want to give give you us something. Him,
0: I yeah, the kids love him. I whatever.
1: R- Rico wants the turnover <laughs> Lambo.
0: <laughs> the turnover <laughs> Lambo. Oh. It'll probably be like a turnover sword. That's in the
1: in the words in the words of Matt Sheehan, if I ever hit the lottery, every recruit who visits campus will get a car. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, that will be like Lloyd uh, and
0: Dumb and Dumber just handing out. Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I'm, I'm just, Matt's I'm gonna good. make Matt's gonna make Nevin Shapiro look like uh, <laughs> look like look like a look like oh. a look like a low level alumni donor
1: i'm gonna make ed martin look like a bitch if i hit the lottery
2: i i just can't wait i know we're i know we're not gonna be able to go this year but i just can't wait to like wake up saturday and like maybe go outside and just like smell that fall air you know like the rock if
1: oh, if, if they can ease up if they can ease up on the rules a little bit i have an in
2: well good for you all right. Apparently
1: it's family only right now. Like you can't like, like
2: two people or something, right? Yeah, it's
1: like two two people per per family member or whatever. And
2: uh, I don't know if they're going to let up, but you never know. They might just say fuck it. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh Carter, Mitch, thank you so much for joining us and filling nice, in guys. for our dear dear co-host Brett.
1: Yeah, we could, we can could never we can never really replace the one the only Odo Bretham Jr.
0: No, you really could especially not gambling. Um, uh, Mitch we'll hear you, Mitch will hear you Thursday on Bacon Warriors Best Bets. Uh, fellas Fade
1: fade Mitch. Fade Mitch.
0: Yeah, hashtag fade Mitch. Uh, we're we're riding out on the MSU fight song. It seems fitting. Fellas, go green. Go white. Go white. Why go sponge we're out
2: Thanks for participating and Singing Along. If you're happy with your video, click here to go directly to our upload page.